0: Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. This is Suzanne Gallagher, and thanks for joining me today. We're going to continue our discussion of the National Education Association, who they are and what they do. And so I landed on this great page It's called National Education Association Discover the Networks. And it just gives a rundown of who the NEAE is. Well, they're the largest labor union. And they advocate leftist positions on a host of issues, including abortion, sex education, teen pregnancy, school prayer, socialized medicine, affordable housing, drug testing, prisoner rights. Interesting. Prisoner rights bilingual education, global warming, and health care. They oppose merit pay for teachers. They oppose school vouchers, which is, of course, choice in education. And they rank among the leading funders of the Democrat Party. The NEA has contributed vast sums to many uh, leftist organizations. Their assets in 2009 were uh, around $144 million. Uh, they received grants to the tune of, in, again in 2009, to the tune of $352 million, and gra- additional grants awarded uh, were $114 million. Again, that was in 2009. Based in Washington, D.C., the 31 million member National Education Association is the largest labor union in the United States. And that's important to note. They are the largest, guys. It represents public school teachers and support personnel, faculty and staffers in colleges and universities, retired educators and college students preparing to become teachers. The NEA's mission is, quote, to advocate for education professionals and to unite our members and the nation to fulfill the promise of public education to prepare every student to succeed in a diverse and independent world. The NEA pursues these goals through its 14,000 local affiliate organizations which are active in fundraising, conducting professional workshops, and negotiating teacher contracts. Its 51 state affiliates, which lobby legislatures uh, for the resources schools need, and its Washington, D.C.-based national headquarters, Uh, which lobbies Congress and federal agencies on behalf of its members and public schools, supports and coordinates innovative projects, works with other education organizations and friends of public education, and provides training and assistance to its affiliates. NEA was founded in 1850 as the National Teachers Association and adopted its present name, the National Education Association, in 1857. Promoting government-owned public schools and quote modern unquote pedagogical ideas, this union permitted no private school teachers to join its ranks. These government-owned and run schools were modeled on status European education in Prussia and attracted socialist activist teachers who saw public school students as perfect subjects for re-engineering society. That remodeling began with the anti-Catholic objectives of Horace Mann from 1796 to 1859 and expanded to the anti-religious humanism of John Dewey, who lived from 1859 to 1952. In a 1935 report presented at the 72nd Annual NEA Convention, the Union's future Executive Secretary, Willard Givens, wrote, quote, "...a dying laissez-faire must be completely destroyed, and all of us must be subjected to a large degree of social control." The main function of the school is the social orientation of the individual. It must seek to give him understanding of the transition to a new social order. In a 2003 article titled, NEA Hastens Death of American Education, veteran journalist Ralph wrote that in 1938, quote, the Institute for Social Research, founded by the Comitern, appeared on the Columbia University campus, taking over the Teachers College, the country's most influential school of education. Now, that was in 1938, guys. Quote, better known as the Frankfurt School, Toledano continued... Quote, the Institute eschewed the economic aspects of Marxism and promulgated a substitute based on Marx's 1843 preachments. Later labeled Neo-Marxism, the program called for the destruction of religion, the family, education, and all moral values along with the capture of the intellectuals and the instruments of mass communication, such as the press, radio, and films. To this, it appended a new Freudianism, which reduced human relationships to rampant sexuality and the grossest pleasure principles. A program its secret founder boasted will make America stink. De Toledano continues, The Frankfurt Schools Program, implemented by the NEA, made the goal of education not to educate the young, but to give them an anarchaic self-esteem and deprive them of any sense of what's right or wrong. And it preached the alienation of children from parental guidance, urging them to inform on their families as in Soviet Russia and Nazi Germany. Unquote. The NEA's explicitly stated quest to quote, foster positive self esteem in school children continues to this day. In his book, Inside American Education, Thomas Sowell observes, quote, perhaps nothing so captures what is wrong with American schools as the results of an international study of 13-year-olds, which found that Koreans ranked first in mathematics and Americans last. When asked if they thought they were good at mathematics, only 23% of Korean youngsters said yes compared to 68% of American 13-year-olds. The American educational dogma that students should, quote, feel good about themselves, unquote, was a success in its own terms, though not in any other terms, unquote. As of 1957, the NEA had more than 700,000 members. By the way of comparison, in 1907, the union's membership had stood at 5,044. In 1970, it was fewer than 9,000, and by the World War II era, it was just over 200,000. In 1966, the NEA merged with the Historically Black American Teachers Association, ATA, which was originally founded as the National Association of Colored Teachers. The NEA and ATA had long enjoyed a close working relationship prior to the merger. In the 1960s and 70s, teachers were becoming unionized at a faster pace than ever before. Precisely at this time, minority student SAT scores a popular and objective achievement barometer deteriorated dramatically. Confronted by this embarrassing fact, the NEA responded by calling for the abolition of standardized testing of students. At the 1976 NEA Annual Conference, NEA President Catherine Barrett delivered a speech in which she made the following comments regarding what she viewed as the changing role of the teacher. Quote, Dramatic changes in the way we raise our children in the year 2000 are indicated by particularly in terms of schooling, and these changes will require new ways of thinking. We will need to recognize that the so-called basic skills, which currently represent nearly the total effort in elementary schools, will be taught in one quarter of the present school day. The remaining time, that would be three quarters, will be devoted to what is truly fundamental and basic, Time for academic inquiry. Time for students to develop their own interests. Time for a dialogue between students and teachers. When this happens, and it is near, the teacher can rise to his true calling. More than a dispenser of information, the teacher will be a conveyor of values, a philosopher. Students will learn to write love letters and lab notes. We will help each child build his own rocket to his own moon. Finally, if our children are to be human beings who think clearly, feel deeply, and act wisely, we will answer definitely the question, who should make what decisions? Teachers no longer will be victims of change. We will be the agents of change. In recent decades, the NEA has been outspoken about its positions vis-a-vis a host of social and political topics, including abortion, sex education, teen pregnancy, school prayer, socialized medicine, affordable housing, drug testing, prisoner rights, and bilingual education. In July 1997, the union formally adopted a series of resolutions that called for making available all methods of taxpayer-funded family planning to women and men unable to take advantage of private facilities, and the implementation of community-operated school-based family planning clinics that will provide intensive counseling by trained personnel. Sex education programs, including information on birth control and family planning, and diversity of sexual orientation programs for teen parents that include flexible scheduling and attendance policies development of self-esteem on-site childcare services opposition to any federal legislation or mandate that would require school districts to schedule a moment of silence a rejection of efforts to legislate English as the official language which disregard cultural pluralism and deprive those in need of education social services and employment programs that increase acceptance of and sensitivity to gays and lesbians increases in social security funding prohibition of mandatory and or random drug and alcohol testing of employees and job applicants on grounds that it is an unwarranted and unconstitutional invasion of privacy. The NEA also specifically advocated statehood for the District of Columbia. The reparation of American Indian remains. A nuclear freeze by the United States military. Notably, the NEA currently endorses the anti-military recruitment organization, Leave My Child Alone, which is a project of ACORN, Mainstream Moms, Operation Blue, and Working Assets. Affordable, comprehensive health care as the right of every U.S. resident. The notion that all members of our society have the right to adequate housing. And the idea that incarcerated persons are entitled to equal access to educational recreational, and rehabilitative programs within all correctional systems. Nine years later, at its 2006 National Convention, the NEA proposed that all public schools should unequivocally support homosexual marriage and other forms of marriage, polygamy, etc. In the NEA's view, this perspective should be transmitted via classroom instruction and textbooks alike, to all children at all age levels, without any requirement for the permission or knowledge of parents. At his 2007 National Convention in Philadelphia, the NEA passed a number of additional resolutions, some founded on the axiom that American society is inherently discriminatory and unjust, and others advocating massive increases in taxpayer funding of school programs and extracurricular activities. For example, the NEA stated that funds must be provided to eliminate portrayal of race, gender, sexual orientation, and gender identification stereotypes in the public schools. Full-day, everyday kindergarten programs should be fully funded. Federal, state, and local governments should provide funds sufficient to make pre-kindergarten available for all three- and four-year-old children. Tax dollars should support early childhood education programs in the public schools for children from birth through age eight. Early childhood education programs should be available to all children on an equal basis should include mandatory kindergarten with compulsory attendance and should include a full continuum of services including child care, child development, diversity-based curricula, special education, and appropriate bias-free screening devices. Excellence in the classroom can best be attained by small class size an optimum class size of 15 students in regular programs and a proportionately lower number in programs for students with exceptional needs. To achieve or maintain racial diversity, it may be necessary for elementary, secondary, schools, colleges, and universities to take race into account in making decisions as to student admissions, assignments, and or transfers. The NEA supports busing and similar measures to micromanage racial balance. All members of the educational community should examine assumptions and prejudices, including but not limited to, racism, sexism, and homophobia that might limit the opportunities and growth of students and education employees. Any immigration policy that denies educational opportunities to immigrants and their children, regardless of their immigration status, should be rejected. Financial aid and in-state tuition to state colleges and universities should be accessible for students who are illegal aliens. Illegal students who have resided in the United States for at least five years at the time of high school graduation should be granted amnesty by the Immigration and Naturalization Service, granted legal residency status, and allowed to apply for U.S. citizenship. Non-English-speaking students should be placed in bilingual education programs to receive instruction in their native language from qualified teachers until such time as English proficiency is achieved. Multicultural education should promote the recognition of individual and group differences and similarities in order to reduce racism, homophobia, ethnic, and all other forms of prejudice and discrimination and to develop self-esteem as well as respect for others. Educational programs should promote an awareness of the effects of past, present, and future population growth patterns on world civilization. Human survival and the environment solutions to environmental problems such as non-renewable resource depletion, pollution, global warming, and ozone depletion, and acid precipitation and deposition, and the recognition of participation in such activities as Earth Day. Global warming causes significant measurable damage to the Earth and its inhabitants, and humans must take steps to change activities that contribute to global warming. Educational strategies for teaching peace and justice issues should include activities dealing with the effects of weapons of mass destruction, strategies for disarmament, and methods to achieve peace. Circular materials should cover major contributing factors to conflict, such as economic disparity, demographic variables, unequal political power and resource distribution, and the indebtedness of the developing world. Proven conflict resolution strategies, materials and activities should be utilized at all education levels. Homeschooling programs based on parental choice cannot provide the student with a comprehensive education experience. Homeschool students should not participate in any extracurricular activities in the public schools. Every child should have a direct and confidential access to comprehensive health, social And psychological programs and services which include comprehensive school-based community funded student health care clinics and if deemed appropriate by local choice family planning counseling and access to birth control methods with instruction in their use hiring policies and practices must be non discriminatory and include provisions for the recruitment of a diverse teaching staff Affirmative action plans and procedures should be developed and implemented. Affordable, comprehensive health care, including prescription drug coverage, is the right of every U.S. resident. The United Nations furthers world peace and promotes the rights of all people by preventing war, racism, and genocide. The United States should ratify the Rome Statute of the International Criminal Court and recognize and support its authority and jurisdiction. The governments of all nations must respect and protect the basic human and civil rights of every individual, including equal access to education as embodied in the United Nations' Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Efforts to legislate English as the official language disregard cultural pluralism, deprive those in need of education, social services, and employment. In addition to the foregoing resolutions, the NEA supports the movement towards self-determination by American Indians and Alaska Natives, and believes that these groups should control their own education. It further holds that all schools should designate separate months to celebrate Black history Hispanic heritage, Native American Indian heritage, Asian Pacific heritage, women's history, and lesbian and gay history. This proposal is founded on the premise that members of these demographics are victimized by persistent, widespread discrimination. In the NEA's estimation, America's alleged iniquities are by no means limited to the domestic sphere but extend also to U.S. foreign policy. After 9-11, for instance, the Union's position was that America had long mistreated and exploited the peoples of other nations, and thus essentially had sown the seeds of the rage that ultimately found its expression on the 9-11 attacks. Immediately after 9-11, the NEA issued guidelines on how teachers should discuss the topic with their students, these guidelines stressed the need for children to be tolerant and respectful of all cultures and said virtually nothing about the fact that the U.S. was at war with an enemy that was aiming to annihilate it. The NEA came so close to blaming America for having provoked at the 9-11 attacks that a public outcry ensued and the Union was forced to remove the teacher guidelines from its website. I know there's a lot here, you guys, but it's important information. Uh, Certainly, you're not going to remember everything, but this gives you a very good understanding of who the NEA is and what they stand for and what they want for your children. Very disturbing. See you next time. We'll take this up again. Hey, I hope you've learned something today. Share this podcast with a friend enlighten them. Also, are you interested in helping us out financially? We could sure use it. Just a small amount every month would make a gigantic difference to this tax-deductible nonprofit organization. Thanks so much for your help. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org, and click on the donate button. Have a good one.